having and doing so we're going to see in this shear, which is kind of a part two from yesterday, although it's a standalone, it'll help take yesterday's ideas a little bit further to apply them and to clarify them. We'll learn in Bovakama that we're responsible for two categories of areas. The one is the things we own. We are responsible for the things we own, but we're also responsible for the things we do. Sometimes the things we do take on a life of their own. And how responsible are we for the things that we do that set up a chain reaction, the things that we do that take on a life of, of their own and might cause damage thereafter? That's the area that we're focusing on. The Gemara is based on two, two psukim, altogether it's, it's more than that, three psukim. The first one we've, we've got at the top of the soul sheet we've been dealing with since we started with Bor, that for ishbor or ishbor, if a person digs or opens a pit, the lawyer chaseno and doesn't cover it up and protect it, and an ox falls into it, then the Baal Habor Yeshalem, Kesef Yeshiv Labalav, the owner of the pit shall pay. We've talked about what the owner of the pit means and so on. The part that we're focused on is Vahamet Yihiyelo, and the carcass belongs to the owner of the pit who paid the damages. In simple meaning, that would mean that it's, it's like a, the insurance does when there's a write-off after an accident, God forbid, and the insurance says, we're out of the, the vehicle, we'll pay you for the full vehicle, and we'll take the scrap. That's what this is. year law means you don't calculate the difference in value between a live animal and the carcass and pay the nizak, the person who's been damaged, that difference. You pay the nizak the full amount of the loss, and you take the carcass. That's year law. But that same principle is repeated again in Shor. If a man's ox gores his friend's ox and the other ox dies, then you've got to pay and so on. And exactly the same word comes again. And the carcass belongs to the person paying. So clearly the Torah wouldn't say the same thing twice. The Torah never says the same thing twice. We always learn, extrapolate new ideas from any repetition in the Torah. So if we already know the principle that you write off the carcass and the mazik owns the carcass, why do we have to say that again? So we learn a second din from this. We learn also that this only applies to an, a carcass that you can own. But if the carcass is one that you are unable to own, these laws don't apply. What's an example of a carcass you're unable to own? I'm not going to go into the Makhlokas Rishonim as to exactly what the case of Psule HaMakdashim is in this particular Suya. Uh, the, the Bahag, Tosfus brings the Bahag, there's Rashi, other Rishonim. But basically it's where you have restricted ownership over the carcass because it partially belongs to the Beit HaMikdash. So for example, the example that, that Rashi gives, a Bechor that has a mum. So a Bechor that, that has imperfection can no longer be brought as a, as a Bechor. It loses its Kedushat Bechor. It loses its sanctity of being a Bechor, but it still remains the asset of the Beit HaMikdash. 
and then the coin is given certain rights. And Tosfos says in other cases of a, a korban that has been given or an animal that is given to the Beit HaMikdash and becomes imperfect, that animal can no longer be used for the purpose for which it was in, intended, but nor is it fully owned by a secular human being, by a lay human being. And if you don't have full ownership of something, you don't have ownership of it. And that's a psul hamukdashim. And we learn from this Vahametiyeh law that where the mate cannot be his, where the carcass cannot physically belong to an individual, these laws don't apply. The question that Rava in the Gemara goes into is which do we learn from which? And we know there are two, we learn two laws that the Abayli mitaskim benavela, that you treat it as a write off, and you learn the din of Psule Amakdoshim. Which do you learn from which? And the difference will be what happens, this is Rava's question, if a shor, an ox that belongs that is Psule Amakdoshim, which is part, partially owned by the Beis Amakdash, if such an ox falls into a pit that you, Dagon, didn't cover. Are you responsible? Because now you can't fulfill part of this verse. Part of the posik is that you take ownership of the carcass. You can't take ownership of the carcass. So this whole thing doesn't apply. If we say that that's what we learn from the bor, so again, is written by a bor and it's written by a shor. It's written by ox and it's written by pit. We learn two things from the right off and the ownership of the carcass by the mazik. And we learn that if it's a psule amikdoshim, if you don't have full ownership of the carcass, these laws don't apply. Asks Rova, what's the case of Bor? The Gemara comes to the conclusion that you learn the exclusion of psule hamukdashim, that if this ox is not fully ownable by the mazik, the owner of the pit, that you free, you don't pay at all. Again, that doesn't mean you're not ethically and morally responsible and all those things. It's just, is there a physical claim of a certain amount of money? There isn't. We learn that that one is associated with bor. So from the Métier law at shore, we learn you do a write-off calculation. And from the Métier law at bor, we learn that psulea mukdashim is patur, that if, you, if a psulea mukdashim falls into your pit, you don't have to pay anything. Why? says the Gemara, because hoil because we already know that there are exclusions in the case of pit that there aren't in the case, case of shor. In the case of the ox, there are no exclusions. In the case of the put, there are partial exclusions. Sometimes it's full nezik, sometimes it's part nezik. But there's no area of nizak, there's no particular category of nizak that is excluded from tashlumim of a shor. Excluded from payments of a shor. But there is a category of nizak, of people or things damaged, that are excluded from payment in the case of a bor. And that means kalim. The cargo, as we said yesterday, you pay for the ox, but not for its cargo. So the Pnei Yeshua and others explain, so you see that bor is, has a lighter payment obligation than shor. So if you're not sure where the exclusion of psulia mukdoshim is associated, you'll associate the exclusion to Bor because there are already exclusions there. So you know it's not that, that the Torah regards the financial obligations of one who dug a pit as less than one who owns a wicked shore. That's, that's how the Gemara comes out. And one could leave it there. But you know, in, in, in our way of learning, we want to go deeper than that and we want to understand what is the connection. How do you learn from the fact that you're patur for kelim you, you don't have to pay for the cargo of the ox, only for the ox. 
How do you learn from that? That Psule Amukdoshim you're all supported from. A ox wanders on, uh, onto, the, onto this road, falls into your pit, dies, but it's a Psule Amukdoshim. It's an ox that was given to the Beis Amikdash. Now it has a flaw, so it can't be used for the purpose it was intended. And, but neither can you own the carcass. Since you can't own the carcass, you're potter. How do you learn that that applies because of the Petur of Kalim, because of the exclusion of cargo? How do you learn that? What is the connection? So I want to use the same Baal HaMor as explained by the Neil HaMor that we used yesterday. So we can, again, revisit it and understand it more, more clearly. Because you remember the Baal HaMor also used this exclusion of cargo, the exclusion of Kalim, to explain why we don't say in the case of, uh, of Bor. That if something starts off as carelessness but ends off as beyond your control, something couldn't have been anticipated, we don't say that it's you, you were careless, as we do in all other cases. Bor is different. Why is Bor different? Because we see Bor is different by Kalim. And we ask there too, what is the difference between, what is the connection? Why, wh- why would you connect the one to the other? And the, the Balamor himself says, Mida amrinan lekaman, mistavra pturagabi bor, since Algamor says here on Daf Nun Gimel that if you're not sure whether the exclusion of Psuli Amukdoshim applies by the ox or applies by the pit, by the shore of the boar, assume it applies by the boar. Because you've already got exclusions by boar. You've got the exclusion of Kalim, of cargo. And so said the Baal Amaur yesterday, in the same way as it's, um, there's a uniqueness in Bor in its exclusion of cargo, so there's a uniqueness in Bor in this area as well. And Al Gemara applies that also to Psulea Mukdashim, just as there's a uniqueness in Bor, that it uniquely excludes cargo, so the unique exclusion of Psulea Mukdashim we also assume is at Bor and not at other, not at other Mazikim. It's interesting, this Balamor, there's a Machlokas Balamor and Ramban, it's, a, it's very core to this whole sugya, to this, to this whole piece of Gemara. And you'll notice with the Matmonim, what, what I don't do, and I point this out from time, time to time, because it's important in understanding our style of learning. What I'm not trying to do is find a vote on the daf, like you find on the Pasha. I've got to say a vote on the Pasha, find a vote on the daf. That's not what the Matmonim is. The Matmonim is to try and take the core sugya of the Gemara, even if it's technical and difficult and complex, to try and open it up and simplify it and find the hidden life principle in that. We don't start off by looking for the Vort, by looking for the life principle. We start off by understanding the core piece of Gemara. And this Machlokas, Baal Amor and, uh, and Ramban is, is very core to understanding the, the sugi and to understanding the nature of Bor. And to, it's impossible to understand the Baal Amor without the addition of uh, the, the Neil Amor. I called the Neil Amor yesterday. Isn't it wonderful when you can actually call somebody? And I told him about how we learned it and how amazing it was and how excited I was with, with discovering it. And Emir Tashim will get together this week. How does the Neil Amor explain it? The Neil Amor says because it shows you something foundationally different between Bor and other Mazikim. The foundational difference is other Mazikim, particularly Shor, particularly Shor you are responsible for possessing a dangerous animal. You're, po- you're responsible for possessing something that could cause damage, such as a wild ox or a wild dog, and not protecting. So if you fail to protect your wild dog, you're not responsible for failure to protect. You're responsible for having an unprotected wild dog. 
And if you have a, and, and that responsibility for owning, for possessing an unprotected wild dog, you're responsible for whatever it does. There's no limit to your responsibilities because that's ownership. And we are responsible for what we own because what we own is an extension of who we are. That's the ownership part. But there is a, another piece to this as well, and that's responsibility for what we do. Now, responsibility for what we do, of course, we're responsible for what we do. But in the case of the pit, it's different. Because if the pit also, if the boar, you were responsible because you own an unprotected boar, then you would be responsible for whatever falls into the boar. It's your pit. You didn't protect it. Who cares what falls into it? Animals, cargo, people, whatever falls into the pit, you would be responsible for. From the fact that there are exclusions, explains the Lamor, you see that Bor is an, a type of, of mazik that is about something you've done, not something you have. But it's something you've done in a particular area because Adama Mazik normally, if it's something you've done, you're fully responsible as well. Here, you've, your actions have created a mazik. That's what's happened. And now the mazik has a life of its own. If it's something you own, you're fully responsible. If it's something you did, you're fully responsible. But what happens if you did something that didn't immediately cause any damage, but it takes on a damaging life of its own? What happens then? That you can't answer with human logic. That the Torah has to tell you how far your responsibility goes. Because now you're talking about something cosmic. If you're saying, am I responsible for my dog? You can figure that out, how responsible you are and in what circumstance. And any court of law anywhere in the world can figure that out. Human logic can work that out. But you remember at the beginning of the Mesechta, what did we say in our opening shir that Rav Yehuda said? That if a person wants to be a chosid, wants to be a really righteous person, he should learn Bova Kama, he should learn, he should learn the Zikin. This goes beyond just being responsible for what you have and what you do. This is also about being responsible for things that you set up, forces that you set up in the world that then cause damage. And Bor is a metaphor for that. Now we have the physical things of Bor, the legal areas of Bor, that's fine. But if we get to the Matmon level, if we get to the more mystical level, to the inner, to the Pnimiyut of this, what does a Bor mean in Pnimiyut? What does a Bor mean when you're talking about the, the, the essence of it? We know that when a person does a mitzvah, he sets up a chain reaction. When you do a mitzvah, you, set, you create an angel. What is an angel? An angel is a force in the world. Do a mitzvah, you've created a positive force in the world. That positive force has a chain reaction. You don't even know how far it goes. If a person does something wrong, he also sets up a chain reaction in the world. He creates something which has, takes on a life of its own, and you have no control over it afterwards. That's the problem. You have no, it's like the boar. You dig a bore, you don't cover the bore up, you now have no control over what this bore would do. Your dog you can still control, your ox you can still control, but the bore you're not standing there. You've got no control over it, what can do. This is like the Averot that people do and create a force in the world. You talk Lashon Hara. Can you, can you control now what, what it does, where it goes? You've lost control. Once it's out, you've lost control. And that's the nature of both. For that, you can't use a human based in to say, for this you're obligated, you're responsible. For that, you're not. The Torah has to tell us. So the Torah says, you've dug a pit, a human being falls into the pit. You're not responsible, you're not liable financially. Why? Because the human being should be looking where he's going. It wasn't all your fault. An animal falls into the pit, you're liable. Kalim, cargo, cargo normally there's somebody guiding, there's somebody directing. You don't, Kalim, don't move around without a person responsible for it. 
So there again, you've got human intellect, should have been aware of it. Psule Mukdashim, doesn't really belong to anybody. You're not, you're not obligated. With, with Bor, the Torah lists exactly how far your responsibility goes. Because here you're talking about a force you've unleashed over which you no longer have power. That's not something human logic can say exactly how far does that go. You need the Torah to tell you, for this you're chayav, for that you're not chayav. So now if we have a potential exclusion of psule amukdashim, here's something which maybe you're not chayav for. It can't be sure. Sure, you're chayav for everything because it's, what, it's, it's something you own. The only area where there are exclusions is bor, because the nature of bor is the creation of a mazik that you've set in motion that has consequences long after your creation of the bor. For that, we need the Torah to tell us exactly what, and Psula HaMukdashim is not included in that. And, and therefore, we understand using yesterday's Baal HaMor with the way the Neil HaMor ex explains and understands the deep level of, of meaning of the Baal HaMor in the understanding of bor, we realize that Bor opens up for us a, an area of human responsibility that goes beyond the things we possess and beyond the things that we do and includes the forces we create in the world that continue to cause damage. <laughs>